0: Okay, see, you know sometimes you, you think about what you're about to say and you like interrupt your inner monologue and then you're like fuck, I'm about to say this in front of people. Mm-hmm, my right my, my my default answer was a very fuckable llama. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Chapel Bell Curve, stats-focused podcast about UGA football. I'm Justin. And I'm Nathan. And today, we're going to do a little bit more off-season mess. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, podcast business. We're going to do what Nathan has called the realignment boogaloo, just talking a little bit about the news going on, so
0: To be clear, when I said realignment to... Electro book boogaloo not like the oh, thing that the segment
1: not- two realignment boogaloo i get it now it makes a lot more sense but i'm not i'm not advocating
0: for a second civil war is what i'm saying
1: oh good call yeah i yeah. didn't even make that connection but i'm glad <laughs> yeah, you clarified for those of, of,
0: those <laughs> bastards took hawaiian shirts from me
1: <laughs> they took hawaiian shirts they took boogaloo i know who do they think they are soul
0: plane 2 those assholes all right carry on
1: it's true my broad-shouldered friend needs his button downs okay yeah um, and then there's a the header just called "new news bullshit," uh, and then it an asks CBC. You know, we're going to get uh, real off seasony here tonight, so yeah, on this uh, this Wednesday evening. We're and, and I don't want I've, to titillate anyone.
0: I don't want to titillate anyone too much, but uh, we do have some late breaking Dr. James Bearfield questions as well. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, just to I'm very excited about it. You need to like stoke the engines. So Nathan. Yeah. I have
1: some questions for you. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, things have been yeah. happening the last couple of weeks. That, so if anybody's been paying attention to college football, which many of the people listening to this show probably do, uh, they've probably heard about all this Texas and Oklahoma mess. So will you kind of catch us up with what the
0: hell's going on and why we should care? Okay. So I'm sure that most people who are going to listen to... Well, I don't know. I think we have some people who only listen to us and don't get the college football news anywhere else. Like, this is like, the news. Like they're weird preppers, but if you if you read college football news, you probably heard about this. So Let me see if I can give you. Um, this is probably going to take fa- like five minutes. So you, to really understand <laughs> what's going on, you have to go back um, a ways. Okay, so the last time back to the that, yeah, so the last time that there was movement in the Big Twelve, um, you had Texas A and M and Missouri going to the SEC. Now, contiguous to that and or after that, you had the um, establishment of LHN. So in the wake of the SEC network starting and the success of the SEC network, um, the Big 12 network, they they wanted to make, there was kind of a nascent Big 12 network movement in the Big 12 that ended up turning into the Longhorn network. Now, the reason for this is because unlike literally any other conference at any level of the sport, Texas is sort of the cultural, political, gravitational center of the Big 12 for good and for ill, mostly for ill, probably at this point, right? So Basically, Texas's attitude, apparently, internally, was that, uh, you know, we're the reason the Big 12 exists, so we should have the network. So, you know, there is no Big 12 network. There is the Longhorn Network. That's the only thing they have. Um, they have some weird grant of rights deal that about how the money gets spent out. But basically, Texas makes the most money off of their TV money, right, um, of anyone else in the Big 12 for a variety of reasons. So you have that. On mm-hmm. top of that, you have there had been some rumblings for those of you who are uh, followers of moon crew podcast you've probably heard about this from split zone duo there'd been rumblings that like realignment the next time it was going to happen i think richard johnson and uh stephen godfrey both said that the next realignment is going to come from the bottom up the rumbling had been that like the sun belt or the you know w- one of those smaller level conferences the aac was going to cannibalize like down to up instead of up to down like Pulling, you know, good teams from the quote unquote lower conferences up into them. Um, or you were going to have like the Mac is going to join with the Mountain West or something. I, You know, I don't know. Something like that. So it was very much the surprise when it came out via a report, I believe in the Houston Chronicle last week, that Texas and Oklahoma had decided to leave for the SEC. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to this. So let me see if I can succinctly sum up the situation as best as I can. Every college football conference has what's called a grant of rights. The grant of rights is like a legal, um, entity. I want to say document. I don't know if it's an actual document, but basically it's an agreement I mean, it's, by it's, which, yeah, it's a document. Sure there's, probably. there's documents. I'm not a lawyer, but it is an agreement, a legal agreement by which the members of a conference agree to have their TV rights, um, you know, uh, collectively bargained by the conference it is it is the closest thing to like a conference membership agreement because mm-hmm. at this point these conferences sort of exist their 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 reason for existence the reason deitre is like the month the tv money basically at this point you know, mm-hmm. from the from the bigwigs perspective so the grant of rights for the big 12 runs through 2025 so that's like basically their version if like from the nfl that's like their collective bargaining agreement or whatever from one of the pro leagues So Texas and OU, the only thing they've said publicly is that they are not renewing their grant of rights in 2025, right? They intend to leave the conference. Now, that is sort of like everyone knows when they say that, what they're saying is that we're going to leave for the SEC. But because they have not announced any other plans, the SEC has remained remained officially moot about it. That is the only sort of official news that we have, right? Is that they're not going to renew their grant of rights. Now, there's a lot of other speculation that they could do this as early as... 2022 now i know uh justin that you've looked up like some of the moving parts to this about how texas and ou could actually get out what what's the what's the update there yeah
1: so um the questions that that i had when i first heard that this was happening because everybody was talking about when it'll happen and how it'll happen and so uh, the media rights agreement with uh, the Big 12, Texas and OU, uh, specifically with the the channels that have their media rights, are Fox and ESPN, and so they are actually in their contract until 2025 technically. But there are options to buy out of that contract, and that would be there, for instance, if something went wrong, or they feel like those entities aren't you know representing them properly any longer, and so they want to get out. Uh, and there's ways to break the contract. Um, one of those ways is to buy out of the contract, and so. Uh, the schools would then have to make sure that it makes more sense to spend money to make money at that at that point and so uh, what we've seen so far and these contracts are of course um, private um, however there's plenty of information out there to kind of cross-reference and kind of figure out what something like this might cost but one thing we do know for instance that big 12 schools last year they received uh 34 dollars from fox and espn whereas the SEC is expected to make $64.5 million in 2024 from a very similar deal, um, their new ESPN deal that they're going to be signing up for. And so that's something that these Big 12 schools will most likely be looking towards. Um, but what's wild is that their buyouts, each of these schools would have to pay, uh, the, the floor is probably $80 million, the ceiling is probably $100 million for them to get in, into, or out of, rather, these media contracts. And so it's one of those things where it's like, how much are we going to spend now to make a lot later? And that sixty four and a half million that I that I referenced a moment ago, uh, a lot of people are saying that that could even go up with big high profile schools like Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, and so it might happen. It could happen. I mean, stranger things have happened. It's
0: (laughs) okay. Like, I I guess it it is sort of like you're right. There there is nothing official, and there are a bunch of roadblocks. I Mm -hmm. think the 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 you know, most, a lot of journalists are pretty cynical. And I think that the, I mean, the, 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 I think the most of the analysis is it's going to happen because there's so much money available, like basically. Yes. And so no matter what the, the, no matter what the Roblox are, they're just going to happen because it is so, it is so lucrative for everyone involved. Um, so, and I mean, I think that kind of like just, rolls us into like the the method of what like i I, and i think one of the reasons why you might think that it's more likely to happen is like sort of the the process by which this went down right i mean it went down Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. virtually in secret apparently according to people who have better sources than we do which is to say sources at all uh this was the kind of thing where the big 12 did not know um and you can sort of publicly see that because at Big 12 media days a few weeks ago before all this broke Bob, said, Bob Bowlesby, Bob who was the Big 12 commissioner said you know there's no feeling for there's no movement towards realignment at this time right said it publicly mm-hmm. which is of course the greatest like it, it's the biggest like I don't it's like how was the play other than that Mrs. Lincoln like it's it's that level of just <laughs> like self-own I think at this point but you know I think the the process through which OU and UT have gone through this, which is to say basically in total secrecy with just the higher level members of the SEC without SEC member schools apparently even knowing, kind of tells you that this goose is already partially cooked like the the oven's preheated, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like i yeah. mean at, at this point, I guess the rumor is that the report got out via texas A and m money people who leaked it to the Houston Chronicle. Right. And that's how, that's why Mm -hmm. we didn't know. That's why we knew it all before they announced the grant of rights stuff. Right. And so to sort of segue out of that, I mean, this is happening because of money, as you said, but there's a lot of like money things that go into it. Right. It's not just like raw revenue from TV. It's also there, those who forecast this, you know, who know more than we do will tell you that there's a pretty good chance that eventually there is like a separate division for at the top level of college football right? That the Mm -hmm. BCS, the former BCS is broken again into the sort of super power five uh, teams that can afford to spend millions and millions of dollars, right? So if Texas and OU want to be a part of that, having a lot of money on hand is important. Also, Mm -hmm. there's a pretty good chance that teams are going to have to pay athletes in the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you're trying to do an analysis of, like, the cost you're going to incur and your Texas know you and you can basically do whatever you want, it makes sense to go to the SEC, right? I mean, I, I kind of, like, I hate to be too cynical about it, but, like, my, my sort of post-pandemic attitude towards authority in general, but specifically to authority in college football, is the, uh, is the thing that Holly Anderson of Shutdown Fullcast always says, which is they wanted to do it and so they did. Mm-hmm. right like that's what this comes down to right texas saying texas uh and oklahoma wanted this to happen and so they did so they didn't <laughs> like yeah i i'm interested in like sort of the cultural fit too because oklahoma is apparently like very close to an sec school like philosophically mm-hmm. um texas i don't i think it could be a rough transition for texas uh in many ways okay well, I'm I mean, interested they to hear are, a little bit of that. Yeah. They are, Texas is the power center for the big 12 and they know it. Texas mm-hmm. thinks they're Alabama, right? They, they hundred percent thinks they're Alabama. And so the first time there's a big decision to be made in the SEC when Texas and OU are in the room and they're at the board table with all the presidents or all the ADs you know, Texas is going to mouth off and assume they can get their way. And then the guy, you know, David Byrne and Josh Brooks and all these people at Florida and Georgia and Alabama and Auburn are just going to stare at them sideways, right? Like mm-hmm. who the fuck do you think you are basically, you know? And, <laughs> and, and that I think is going to be rough. Like you're not getting a penalty in the sec for doing horns down. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 that would beggar belief for me if that yeah. happened.
1: I mean, I, I, I hear you talking about like, it'll probably be kind of a culture shock is what it sounds like you're saying for them. However, I think that coming to the SEC is only a good thing for these two schools. Like it might be a culture shock at first, but overall, I feel like at that point you have, you're part of the, the, the most high profile conference in the nation at that point you get the most tv time you get the most um, agents eyes on you most fans eyes like et cetera, et cetera. it just gets better like it might be rough at first and it might be a steep learning curve however i think that it's only they only stand to gain something and so i really think it comes down to whether or not the sec schools are willing to accept these two schools in. and if it does come down to what you said about holly anderson quoting you know they wanted to so they did There's a great chance that might just happen because only 11 of the 14 SEC presidents need to say yes. And if it's come down to to money, I think that it's pretty much a done deal.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Late breaking news. A&M just... Wow. What divine providence. Thank you, John Lucas. It's happening all right now. Yeah. Yeah. A&M just announced literally seconds ago that they would be voting yes on membership of Texas in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is relevant because A&M was the blocker, right? Yeah um and and i think at the end of the day why did they do it because they wanted to right that's Mm -hmm. that's the sort of that's the answer right
1: yeah it started with the formal uh request to join the sec in 2025 uh before that it was actually the the musings that you kind of discussed of the this is like last week they said they weren't going to renew their their media rights like you said but today it's been the formal request and then I read an article about the SEC saying, "Uh, ah, we don't have any real plans." And then a couple hours later is like, "Nope, we're going to vote for it tomorrow." <laughs> so it's just been wild. um uh, and then Yeah. What's his face? Robert Bolsby. Bob Bolsby is just upset and thinks ESPN's out to get him. Um uh, Do you Basically,
0: want to share a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah, so what the, what our discord has, has termed, oh, by the way, you can get on our discord by joining our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash chapel bell for as little as $1 a month. What our discord has termed baby. the, the, the nutly letter or what I like <laughs> to call the nut tit, tit, titly letter. So Bob Bowlesby, whose uh, signature looks like the word nutly, um, for some reason has, it makes no sense. So Bob Bowlsby, who is the commissioner of the big 12 sent a letter this morning, a cease and desist letter to ESPN, wherein he alleges several things. One of them is that he sort of, without saying it, alleges that ESPN tampered with Texas and OU to encourage them to join the, an unnamed conference, which would be the SEC, but also that ESPN and the AAC, which is the American athletic conference, Cincinnati, UCF, SMU, Memphis, among others, uh, also in conjunction I guess with ESPN tampered to try to pull three to four schools out of the big 12 into the AAC now Mm -hmm. this is hysterically funny on so many levels especially if it's (laughs) true because a this is like the most and I'm gonna say a bad word here and I don't want to be gendered but this is some real small dick shit right here a and b I mean, and, and and I hate to use like sexual power dynamics words when I when we talk about like interactions outside of, uh, outside of the bedroom, but like, you know, this is a sign that the Big Twelve basically has no leverage here, right? Um, and they they really, I think this is all over about the Shouten, and they're trying to get as much money out of Texas and OU as they can, but basically. The, re- the, the other like, context to me that, of this that is so funny is that the last line of quote-unquote realignment never happened. The last round of it didn't happen because there was rumors a few years ago, I, I'm going to say 2017, but I could be wrong, that uh, the Big 12 was looking to expand, right? Because they only had 10 teams. They have to play round robin format. They don't have enough to do, blah, 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 blah. So the Big 12 was going to expand, and they had accepted applications from several AAC schools, including, I think, Cincinnati, maybe UCF, smu i think memphis maybe i don't know there were a few of them that submitted official applications uh, Mm -hmm. of you know these applications presumably took thousands and thousands of dollars to produce right you a lot of man hours and basically the big 12 just sort of snubbed them all and sent them home and said that no one that applied was like a fit right now there's some like academic arrogance subtext to that i think probably um but that just makes it so sweet, so beautifully ironic, such karmic <laughs> justice that apparently the AAC has now coming back and like picking at the like the worst cuts of the big twelve. It's like the SEC is just like ripping the breast meat off. I like dark meat, but the SEC is ripping the breast meat off. And the AAC is coming in and being like, Well, we'll eat the giblets now. Don't throw away those livers. <laughs> like, we'll fry those chicken livers right up. Don't worry. A little salt, a little pepper, some flour. Mm-hmm. This will fry up nice, you know? And and that feels really um i don't know that just feels really like karmically like the big 12 has just been really badly mismanaged for years and, yeah. years, and years and so the, and, and and the big 12 basically came out of the southwestern conference and the big eight and its reason for existence was texas and to a lesser extent oklahoma right so they, i don't think it's long for this world personally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: i mean which which conference goes first which one you gets, uh, goes the way of the Dodo? Which I one do we leave I mean, behind?
0: I think it's the Big 12, basically. Yeah.
1: Didn't they have more before? They were Big 14 before or something?
0: Well, so they were the Big, eight, the, in the the Big 8 and, and the Southwest Conference. And then they became the Big 12. And then um, four teams eventually left. Well, they were yeah. the Big 14, but they were, they were called the Big 12. And then four teams left in Staggers. So first it was Nebraska left. And then... Um, Texas A and M and Missouri and then one other team that I can't remember and it's funny because like in I think was it 2011 maybe was the first Missouri Texas A and M year when Missouri and Texas A and M left I mean it was basically Mm -hmm. expressly because of their dissatisfaction with the money distribution in the Big Twelve and the subtext of that was Texas was getting too much money right so like this has been a problem for a decade and so Mm -hmm. in some ways it feels like it struck like a bolt of lightning but in some way in others it's it's been brewing i think for a long long time yeah
1: people being upset like texas makes too much money but they're one of the most popular teams and they're doing the most work and pulling their. and i'm like mm-hmm. i mean
0: it makes sense that they make the most money <laughs> just saying well so like i, I think this is a big time a good time to change this we've been talking yeah, about this is, and, yeah. and and pretty and this isn't an on our rundown but i do have a question because we're kind of coming up to this it's like we talk about this in the abstract, like it makes sense mm-hmm. for Texas and Oklahoma and certainly it does. But on the other hand, it makes sense to the people in charge of Texas and Oklahoma. What is your like fan reaction to this? Um, like, I mean, I'm all how about do you feel? I, I think it's fun. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: to me personally, I, w- I want pod play. I want round Robin play. And it makes like the more teams in the sec, the more likely that is to happen. I feel um, uh, we probably won't get it for several more years, you know, with all of this going on because we we have our game scheduled for several more years already. But I just think it would be make a more interesting game in a more a better fan experience if we played more different teams year to year. And that may be a mixed opinion. Uh, but I mean it that makes sense to me. I want to play this, you know, a few of the same teams each year, but I want to play some interesting teams that we never play, and not just in the bowl when it doesn't matter. like I want to play them when we're at our peak. And so I feel like this is the right direction to go to get to that um what about you
0: yeah i'm of two minds like i know you were definitely not an sec traditionalist um yeah and and i appreciate that i mean and i agree i think that you know you said earlier that we have to schedule stuff home and homes in like 2035 but covid proved that we don't have to do that you know we could be a little bit lighter on our feet schedule wise but we're not so in that sense Sort of forcing, you know, Florida to play a game outside of the state of Florida occasionally is, you know, mm-hmm. for me, Florida <laughs> having to travel to Norman, Oklahoma, really just, ugh, ugh. I wonder if they have like a, a team playing, like not that they can't afford it. They just haven't needed it. Um, but so on the one hand I approve and then I do feel that some of my resistance internally is probably just like, you know, default resistance to change, you know, mm-hmm. Um I Like, don't let anybody tell you that this sport was ever pure, right? Like, oh, this sport short. was explicitly founded on unpaid labor. And when they did it, they wrote that down, right? If you look at the history of the NCAA and why they define amateurism the way they did, it's, it's been unpaid labor the whole time. And I'm not even, like, you can make a whole different racial critique about that. But I'm not even saying this, that. I'm saying even when this sport was all white guys was founded on unpaid labor it always has been mm-hmm. since the 1800s it's never been pure so you know it's it's hard for me to ever make uh like i don't think i can make or anyone can make a credible argument that like you know the good old days or whatever because you know it was always cynically about money mm-hmm. on the other hand there are i think value there's value to sort of the rhythm of a season and i think that a lot of the fan pushback that we're going to get has less to do about The way things were the good old days and more to do with just, you know, before they changed it, it felt good that every Auburn game was like pretty cold. And it was in October when the the, weather leaves had turned and the weather was different. It felt good that, you know, Tennessee games were sometimes hot and sometimes cold. Like it just as someone who's been to a lot of games, the Mm -hmm. sort of visceral physical experience of the season, you know, Georgia Tech is often miserable. Um, it rains a lot in the early games. South Carolina is hell, right? And just the weather and the way the light is and the way the fans are, just sort of the patterns, the physical patterns of it. I, I, that does bother me. I mean, that's a stupid reason to not like it. Um, but I think that's the like core of my, my discontent with it. Now, I will say, mm-hmm. I think by the time it happens, because I think this could happen as early as 2022 if the money is right. I think by the time it happens... That I'll be okay with it because, like you said, pod scheduling is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the right way, but I, it's going to take some adjustment. And I and I and I worry. And, and actually, let me just put this out there as like a public service announcement from from me to to anyone listening. All two people who are listening. <laughs> um, there's three people listening to this right now who aren't Justin, so never mind. You know, when change happens, it's really easy to make an ass of yourself publicly. And it's totally okay to be upset that (laughs) Texas and OU are going to join the Big 12 or the SEC. It's totally okay to be upset about that. It's upset to say if the divisions change, it's okay to be upset about any of it. My advice as someone who has made an ass of themselves on the internet and in public a lot more than anyone listening to this, I I say pretty confidently has, is to just in that moment of, of tension and anger to just not press send. Just talk to your friends, talk to someone who won't hold it against you later, because chances are that you will make an ass of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, but now that yeah. you said that, I'm kind of like, actually, yeah, that is exciting. Pods, man. Mm-hmm. Pods, pods, pods. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, you know, do some, the pods?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it's from, there's a lot of different ways from what I understand, but it's a lot like round robin. Like you can do it regionally because you got to think logistically, like what is the best way to do it? Um, with your students because they're still students um, and I am not going to go too far into it because I haven't even thought about it in a long time other than reading it years ago and being like that should, that's how they should do that
0: <laughs> yeah. hold on so let me look up, Um I've seen a lot of different pod models the one yeah. that I like the best is I saw in the split zone duo uh, which is a, uh-huh. I, I don't know why I keep on t- tagging podcasts that rival ours nominally but I saw in the Moon Crew Discord someone did the pods by colors. So like mm-hmm. Georgia's pod was Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. It's like yeah. the
1: dark red pod. This is one I really enjoyed. This is the one from Banner Society. I just dropped in the Discord server. Um, but you you still have your your permanent opponents, so you still get like Georgia would still get like their Auburn. Yeah, they could get who would we really want to keep if you only kept
0: three? Like Auburn, Auburn, Florida. Auburn, Florida. Florida, Tennessee, but I imagine we would get Auburn, eh. Florida, South Carolina. Yeah, that's fine. I, Auburn, yeah, something like that.
1: And so um, they have us with Auburn, uh, Florida, and South Carolina would be our permanent opponents. So you always get them. But then in um, even years, you play certain teams, and in odd years, you play other teams um, from your division, and it gets rid of the East-West imbalance. Because as it stands right now, like if Oklahoma and Texas come in, we're going to have to rebalance it anyway. Um because you're not just going to add them to the West and keep it the way or add one to the West and one to the East, it won't won't change anything because right now the West for the last several years has been really overpowered. And in the East, it's really just between Georgia and Florida for the last several years now at this point. So it makes a lot more sense to be able to to mix that up a good bit because um, I think, I mean, this could just be me speculating anecdotally or whatever, but um, you will you'll gain a little bit of, Notoriety as a team. If you're able to play those bigger teams more often as well, um, especially if you're doing it every other year, uh, because as it stands right now, we play Alabama just in the big games, and so uh, it, it benefits a smaller school to have more big games uh, financially, um, also just notoriety-wise, just you know getting them on TV as well. So those those younger players, those uh, players from smaller schools. Uh, it's better for them too. Like, I just think it's a better way to do the whole damn thing. Um,
0: well, and, the, and I think the other sort of like numerical draw is that there's a way to do it so that you play every team in the SEC every two years, basically. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the, and so if you're a college freshman, you have a home game and an away game at every team, mm-hmm. um, which it's ironic that maybe the first time Georgia will play Texas A&M will be under a new model at mm-hmm. Texas A&M will be under a different scheduling model. Because that's yeah. been the big Georgia gripe for this.
1: And we would also be able to, like, like conferences... Like, the SEC is one that's like, yeah, it makes sense to do it that way. Um, other conferences, like the ACC, which is just kind of a, a Clemson free-for-all, it would make a lot more sense for them, too, because they would have to play more than just the small schools right around them. Um, you would have your annual opponents, and then you would mix in a bunch of other stuff, um, you know, here and there, based on either odd and uh even years, or you could have a pod you know every four years you play the same teams from a different conference so you have like three rotating a rotating pot of three teams from the sec you play you know each year and so by four or five years out you'd play every team in the sec for clemson for instance um so you have those things to look forward to it also makes better sense for scheduling but uh you know i'm sure we'll find some issues with all of those things as well but um you'd still get your your rivalries and you get to play the same teams but uh you might also we could finally put Notre Dame somewhere, <laughs> they're,
0: somewhere not, better. they're not they're not going to join a conference they're not doing no. that.
1: but you would ha- they would have to join a pod though because you're you know you might still have conferences but you're you're effectively getting rid of a lot of the kind of affiliation Well yeah, if you
0: did like nationwide pods, yeah, that mm-hmm. would happen. But like I I don't think I don't think Notre Dame would join a conference unless they thought they can't make the the championship which i mm-hmm. think they still can um yeah so let's uh let's transition to uh, some just like general news stuff right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna throw this one at you because i want you to react to it barstool <laughs> has a bowl <laughs> i i have
1: no real opinions other than who gave barstool enough money to get a bowl um i was also all of hearing you. shame on yeah, you. all of shame, <laughs> shame on all <on> of you, you.
0: <laughs> everyone listening to this god same one
1: um hey tweeted us with what you think the barstool halftime show will be because that was my favorite thing to kind of talk about in our discord server somebody said just problematic tweets you're just gonna have somebody you know reading out po- problematic tweets um for the, the the 20 minute halftime um so yeah dream with us for a bit and we'll read them out on the next show uh, yeah but i hate it personally but that's just me <laughs> Um, if you're listening to this show, I think we probably have at least somewhat similar opinions of barstool sports, but yeah, I won't I, get too far into it.
0: Yeah. We're not, we are, we are like pro vaccine, anti barstool, as I would say, our <laughs> that's, vibe, that's is what yep. that's what I, what I, I hope 30, people, every time we talk about anything trait. that's not sports, we get a lot of like, you just alienated 50% of the populace, which I don't think is true based on the vaccine numbers, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't even have an I mean I think there's some good people who work at Barstool but sure the, yeah absolutely yeah the guy who founded it the, doesn't yeah. seem like a like a really good really good fella um so tell me about some recruiting things I I have not been caught up on UGA's recruiting yeah, in the last few weeks so, and or month so Okay, so before I say any of this, UGA is going to be fine. Nobody freak out. But UGA was number one in the country and had a couple of decommits, had a couple of misses that were big. I'm not going to get into the individual ones because I don't think it's too relevant right now. I mean, it is if you're really into recruiting. But if you're into recruiting, you already know this. And UGA basically went from the number one ranked class for 24-7 for 2022 to the number seven ranked. Now, you know, I, I think the answer is if UGA has a good year, it's not going to matter. Um and it probably won't matter anyway because you know, I think a lot of the negative recruiting happening, my guess would be is because UGA has a pretty stacked roster. It's pretty it's pretty easy to recruit against a roster like UGA's where there just isn't a lot of room for playing time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I heard someone say that like people are negative recruiting UGA on like uh like the quality of the like how hard it is like academically, which I guess might be true. It's just weird if that is the case, because like everybody just you know, opposing fan bases sure as shit aren't doing that. It's all about how UGA is a party school. Um, but I know UGA is hard. It's really hard for student-athletes as well because it's a huge commitment. But I'm, I'm not belittling that. It's just that's a weird turnaround. Um, but we're down to number seven. We recently got Branson uh, Robinson, who is, uh, I think, like the number sixth or seventh-ranked running back out of uh, Mississippi. Number one player in the state of Mississippi. Four or five-star depending on who you ask. So that's a big get running back-wise. I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a slide right now. I don't, I think it's going to be fine. I think we're going to close, but uh, just something to keep an eye on right now. We're not a recruiting mm-hmm. podcast, but it is something if you're a UGA fan that, you know, you might not be a dude who's like m- doing real, like creepy things about 18 year olds' bodies or whatever um, <laughs> and talking about how they got a nice butt or their little. Funny longer. way to put all that. Yeah. I mean, look sometimes recruiting language to me and I like recruiting and I read up on it, but sometimes recruiting language is a little bit like the old Baptist hymns that are like ripped Jesus on the cross, baptize me in your blood, cover me, <laughs> cover me in Jesus. You know, they just like, it's this cover a love song. Jesus. There are some hymns and look, I go to church. So look, I know this mm-hmm. is true. So y'all don't, y'all don't be lying out here about I'm some heathen. There are some hymns that are a little bit like, I want to, I want Jesus to be in me. And you're like, is this a love song or is this like a, a him come on now yeah um but sometimes recruiting language gets a little bit like that For but i, I think i think any uga fan um you know you should at least keep an eye on it because that is part of why uga is what uga is right now why oh let me pardon me why georgia is what georgia is little you know, little uga versus georgia complaints um so yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about everyone's favorite segment and what is that, Justin? It's the one called Ask CBC. It's the one where you send in your
1: questions and we use them for free content on our podcast. Thank you so much for sending in questions. (laughs) The internet. Woo! Parasocial relationships. Yeah, Yeah, send us your questions. We'll read them on the air.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I want to read this question to you first because I want to do a little over-under. How many Alrighty. effing TDs is TD Daniels? that is JT Daniels, going to throw for against Clemson? That's from BroBroma on our podcast, on our uh, Patreon. Hashtag TD Janiels. On our podcast as well. Oof, so oof, oof. I would like to give you over under, let's call it
1: 3.5. Under, because I was going to say three. Okay. 3.5, that's a lot of TDs, my man.
0: That's high. What would you say for 2.5? You'd say over on that?
1: I'd say over. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a hard he, I think number. It's a hard number. I think
1: he will throw three. I think he will throw two or three, but I feel better about three. Uh, I feel pretty We just cool. got a lot of speed, and I think we've got to come out swinging. We're going to have to – like we've talked about it before. We have to win Clemson. If we win Clemson, I think, you know, knocking on all the wood in this room, I think the rest of the season is pretty in the bag. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, how many touchdowns will Clemson throw?
0: Uh, well, I mean, is Justin Ross healthy. I think he is. So mm-hmm. I think you got to give him at least one. Um, you know, I think Clemson might throw three or four. I think UGA is going to mm-hmm. have to score 35, 42 points to win this game. Now I think your TD Daniels, of three touchdowns makes sense because UGA is still going to run it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, Justin Ross is apparently healthy. Um, I'm seeing per our patrons, but he is coming off an ACL and it's his first game. So, you know Mm -hmm. that people heal at different speeds, but is he going to be full on for that game? Who knows? Um, I, yeah, I think, I honestly think even in a loss, Clemson might throw four, three to five touchdowns because yeah, I think UGA is going to have to score like crazy, um, in order to, to beat this team, um, yeah. You want to go to another question now that yeah we have sure. we have made it through the great just worn that one out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many losing seasons is Texas going to have in their first decade in the SEC? <laughs> Ooh, three. Three? That's it. Are they
0: yeah,
1: all going to come I at the mean, beginning? Or are they going to be just kind of
0: interspersed? Sark is a good coach. I don't know about their recruiting. Seems like the tail wags the dog over there. I don't know how they might lose to Louisiana this year. They're not going to be in the SEC, Mm -hmm. but like maybe three is too much. Maybe two. I could see two. Mm -hmm. I I really could. I I mean, we'll just have to see. You know, a lot of unanswered questions with Sark.
1: Um, I think again, these teams coming to the SEC when they do, I think their recruiting is going to go way up just with through the excitement of playing other SEC teams for the students. So um, it's only going to be good for them, and it's only going to it might be negligible but it'll only hurt other sec uh current sec schools i feel
0: i mean like i think 3 is a good number because you know texas has been very good in the big 12 but very average in other other um in uh, in regards to sec standards so mm-hmm. i don't know now i'm talking myself back into 3 <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's more than four. I mean, I think Texas just has enough money, and they, like, you, uh-huh. can limp to, you can limp to six and six in the, in the SEC if you have Texas money, uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Because uh, yeah. we've
1: got a lot of these, so I'm going to move through them. If Home Field debuts UGA next week, um, Home Field Apparel, for those of you that may not know, if they do debut uh, UGA next week, what place are we getting? What place are we getting? What question is this?
0: Well, what, pl- what place, what piece? So, okay. Apparel? I don't want to do an ad for them before we have ads for them. Um, but Home Field Apparel is a very, very good uh, clothing brand that is very, very online. Um, and they have a very funny Twitter presence. And they do this thing called Big Noon Saturday, mm-hmm. or Big New Saturday, where every Saturday they release a new school. And they have been keeping track of like which school sells the most money or sells the most like money worth of shirts. And right now, I think Notre Dame's in the lead. Um, I'm Florida is coming out this week. I'm going to assume since we're Georgia that we'll get second place. Um, and mm-hmm. then people will make a bunch of jokes about us. But I'd, th- I'd say we'll easily be in the top five. Who wins the national title first, Oklahoma or UGA? UGA. Woo! And I, I refuse to answer that question more than that because the alternative is just <laughs> sadness. Carry on. Yep, sadness. Who is
1: the hottest of the battle hymnal foursome.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to be quick about this, but I think we just have a different appeal, right? (laughs) Justin is your good boy. He's your good, beautiful boy. If you like good boys, if like uh, to make an anime comparison, like if your favorite My Hero Academia character is Midoriya, like you're Justin. Mm -hmm. He's he's a sweet baby angel, right? Uh, Josh is, let's face it, a daddy. Um, Oh, yes. So that's... That's what that you know. If you are in the market for a daddy, then mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's your man. Graham Graham is like the traditionally handsome frat boy. Um He's a wild so, card, though. He's a he's a wild card. He's a wild card. He, he's got out. that that sneaky charm. Yeah. And then I think you know, if you're any kind of weeaboo piece of shit, if you're any <laughs> kind of nerd, then yeah, I'm probably in your in your strike zone. Um, that if you like nerds or bears, I think probably. I'm for you. And and I mean bears both in the sense of hairy large men and in the sense of you are enthusiastic about Ursins. Um <laughs> either way, I think that I'm your man. But I you know, I, I don't I, I think that uh it, it's unhelpful to be comparative. I think we are all number one for someone, right? Like I am Josh so... is the No go ahead. <laughs> Josh say... is the like, is, is is your dad hot? Your dad keeps bees? Oh, I want to fuck your dad. Like, that's Josh. <laughs>
1: i was only gonna say i'm just so impressed you didn't talk about your hands in any way or uh you know that's all
0: um i mean i got strangling hands and if that's your i was gonna keep that out if that's your particular flavor yeah that's fine i was gonna try to be a little fluffier about this that was nice that's very nice if you very considerate
1: Uh, next questions come from floppy454 that's ian first question with nil and realignment is it the end of cfb as we know it and i feel fine
0: i mean yes but i think as we outlined earlier these changes have been coming for a long long time so i'm not Mm -hmm. you know i feel fine about it so yes yeah i think it's gonna be fine um whatever i i just want
1: i worry about fan experience is all and i just want it to be better which is a great segue into the second question what is your ideal pod setup for a 16 team sec we talked about it a little bit earlier with uh we would love to play you know the permanent opponents would be folks like auburn uh south carolina and florida and then i mean maybe we just play regionally we play <laughs> one year we play like the the lsu texas texas a&m oklahoma pod <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think what you would you would have eight conference opponents mm-hmm. and with 15 teams to play, you would have 11 teams to rotate through, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Am I am I counting that right? One, two, three. You're so, Sixteen it. teams in the FL in, in the in the league. You play three of them. Right. You've taken out mm-hmm. four. There are 12 left. So, yeah, you'd rotate through the other the other twelve, basically, so mm-hmm. you play them like once every three years. Everybody, yeah, I'm bad at math. I, you do I it mean, three I think, years,
1: or you could play six of them every two years.
0: Because I want to watch the world burn. Mine, I would do color divisions. so it's like Georgia, Oklahoma, or Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Arkansas, <laughs> then Kentucky, Kentucky, Auburn, um, Ole Miss, because they're blue, and then I don't know who your fourth blue team is. You could do Florida, but I like Florida in the orange division. Uh, with tennessee mm-hmm. um so there's i think i think see color the- color divisions are the worst but also my favorite
1: i think you're going about this the wrong way we should really do animal pods see we do mississippi state texas a&m missouri um all dogs you got all the dogs in no one no one no no else? no. uga uga <laughs> missouri is a tiger oh I'm, i was meant mississippi state sorry mississippi state um tennessee and uh texas a&m is who i was looking at and in then georgia,
0: georgia yeah okay that's, that's good that's the dog pod um, and then you have cat pod which is kentucky lsu exactly. missouri who's the and then fourth you have... cap and then auburn <laughs> that's the that's then, the cat pod then we have all the
1: the strange animals that don't really have friends and i'm going to call it the cock pod because i can that's the the pig south carolina the elephant and the gator those are in their own damn pod because they don't matter oh poor and poor all arkansas friends. south carolina i know right uh but that's the
0: cock pod that's what we're gonna call that one dog pod cat pod cock pod um who's that leave and then I, I i think you do the the anthrop- oh. anthropomorphized pod or the capitalist pod which is just vandy old miss which is an anthropomorphized shark mm-hmm. um i hate who, that yeah i hate that too who, who have we left out so far in this very <laughs> bad idea this very bad not good <laughs> i hated idea um <laughs> i don't know. actually you know uh, what i don't know who we left out but i really like the idea of just vandy and old miss having to pay each other like three times a game or <laughs> they three just times play a each season. other that's it yep they play they each other constantly and just get that vandy old miss god what a cultural that would just be like the poor versus the rich that would be great mm-hmm. all right Well, oh, no old miss mm, is pretty rich too. all right let's go down to go nashville
1: ahead. this weekend uh yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> where am i uh next question uh these come from oh wait i skipped those that's okay we'll come back to it i'm going back to abby abby stage manager for life are we getting new cbc merch i don't know i mean i i made the stuff last time but i mean if anybody wants to make some some uh this this happened once we did approach an artist last year and we made a shirt with them so i mean if you got stuff you want to put on a shirt feel free to pitch it we'll put on a shirt we'll give you money for it hell yeah um favorite hot take about uga football during preseason
0: brock bowers is going to be the the like most yards of a tight end on the team mm, mm-hmm. i don't actually believe hey. that but that's a pretty hot take <laughs> it's a hot hot take hot
1: off the press uh where are you where are your uh, go-to hangover brunch places in athens
0: um the grit or mama's boy those are kind of basic answers but i love the grit they got this mm. they have this break, they have this grit breakfast burrito that is basically just like a colonic and <laughs> if you eat it whatever poison you had in your soul is coming out one that's way or the on.
1: other gone yeah
0: i mean Uh, because it's like it's like black bean chili and eggs (laughs) mm -hmm. yeah that's i mean what else do you need um
1: yeah yeah i'm gonna let everybody know right now i'm gonna talk it up um i've already scheduled it but uh if you haven't heard of cafe racer yet you haven't been to cafe racer you should go to cafe racer cafe racer is like 15 minutes east of athens in arnoldsville like you cross over the line into arnoldsville and it's right there but it's a little like drive-through trailer with a bunch of Athens townies that um, like ride their bikes to work uh, way down the road. And then they make just the most absurd donuts and biscuits. And they have a hilarious Instagram presence. And currently, because they're so small and they're so busy, you have to place an order ahead of time, like days ahead, and schedule your pickup. It just makes it easier for them. And so Nathan and I, were all having a party on Saturday night. And then I've already scheduled my Sunday morning pickup for
0: that. So I'm ready. (laughs) Why you got to like leave me out of this shit, man? Um, You can come too. All right. That's amazing. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) If you could sponsor a player for CBC, who would you sponsor and why? Uh, I have an answer to 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 this, but you can think about it if you need. I mean, Jack Pod Lesney, man. Going for it. Jordan Davis. Like my, my favorite boy, the Redcoats favorite boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's my he's my best boy he loves y'all uh mm-hmm. ryan asks how many teams do you think the sec ends up at i mean like before the heat death of the universe probably like 30 but i think 16 <laughs> for now <laughs> i still want app state give me app state give oh, them to God, us you the worst if i had to get somebody <laughs> weird i would get west virginia well or like uab no nah, like man west weird. virginia is great west virginia is such
1: an sec school yeah, they do feel pretty SEC. They're pretty they're rude enough. Um <laughs> How do you pronounce um what's his name? I've already forgot his name. Bob Bowlesby's uh signature. And we already I think you, you want to give it to us one more time?
0: I'm I see, I they were reading it as a bunch of T's, but I was reading it as T I, so that to me it's nut tit 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 titly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the just the T like the cross goes all the way across all those letters. And he's got
0: one T in his name. Robert... Okay, don't, please don't put this on our on our Twitter, but I'm sure you will. What I really want to know is mm-hmm. like what action is nut tit titly the onomatopoeia for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, let us know.
0: <laughs> not um, publicly, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Luke the Dogs is a nine game schedule for the
0: SEC good for UGA? I mean, I don't think we're going to get a nine game schedule because we're going to go to pods. But I mean, I think it's good for the SEC just because, you know, it's more money. But um, yep. is it good for UGA? I think it's probably neutral. I think the people it hurts are the people who discover, to, who schedule cupcake non-cons. So like Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, UGA has had, if not an SEC quality opponent, a power five opponent in that ninth uh, schedule slot. like. If you, have a, if you have nine power, if you have nine SEC teams uh, in EJ schedule this year, they're probably replacing Clemson with someone. So, like, that actually probably helps us in terms of just, like, ability to win that game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Next question comes from Dizzy Dog.
1: What would a variant of JT look like? <laughs> Those oh, of shit. you that have been
0: enjoying uh, Loki. Um, I think one of them has got to be, like, 70s porn star. Like, Boogie Nights JT Daniels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what, it's like how do you really know the difference much of a yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i think what, that, if, um, what if it was like a, an english bulldog
1: with a mustache Ooh, that'd be very good yeah i would like that very much mo- like what animal is jt daniels mm. is he just i think he's kind of kind of horseish. not like a horse face necessarily okay but... see
0: you know sometimes you you think about what you're about to say and you like interrupt your inner monologue and then you're like fuck i'm about to say this in front of people." Mm-hmm, my, My default answer was a very fuckable llama. (laughs) Just like a llama that fucks. Like he wears turtlenecks over his llama head or whatever. Are you okay, Justin? (laughs) You know a llama? You ever see a llama and you're just like, dude, that llama slays. Like that llama is a farmer and the world is a field. It's just plows for days, baby. Like that's JT Daniels. (laughs) i did that you've said a
1: lot of things to me that i haven't expected but that may be one of the number one things i have not expected to come out of your mouth
0: i got i don't boy i feel like a fuckable llama is a very vivid is a very vivid (laughs) (laughs) image it's a very vivid
1: image yes um wow okay okay um i have to get back on track i was just gonna say he i did never i'm not even gonna say what i was gonna say i'm gonna leave it at that i'm done <laughs> uh what olympic sports do you think our players could be uh a part of in a past life
0: oh i mean i think jordan davis would be a pretty convincing like hammer throw shot put guy right oh easily yeah absolutely What <laughs> what would jt daniels do <laughs> some shitty decathlon and unfortunately we don't yet have llama olympics i was thinking i what i was thinking is like he is a cyclist from like the 70s when like they would smoke while they rode yeah yeah like he would have the little painter's hat you know and he would just have like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth for some reason like Mm -hmm. mile 30 of the of the olympic cycling challenge Mm,
1: i like that very much and he only speaks french uh yeah B. Harrison, oui, which oui. fan base <laughs> will make the most someone barked at me in Athens uh allegations, Texas or
0: Oklahoma. Oh my god, it's fun. it's Texas and it's not close. right yeah, easily. Like, tex- Texas is gonna be like someone spit on me in a in Athens and like I'm calling the manager. A <laughs> <bunch of laughs> Where's, the manager? Where's the manager? Where's the stadium
1: manager? I need to speak to them right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh Urk russell are you looking forward to doing horns down?
0: Yeah. That's why why play Texas if you can't horns down. Yeah. Um, it's good that those two things are back to back right there. Yeah, back uh, to back. Athens Trombone Association, that is the uh the Red Redcoat Trombone ex- section. Although I think I'm going to just officially say that that Twitter account is not in any way affiliated with UGA or the Redcoats just to cover ourselves liability good call. wise. Uh they just their question was horns down question mark horns down. now this is a joke about the fact that horns down is the move is a is a band thing when you move your horn from in front of you to up against your mouth and the trombone section has historically been pretty bad at doing it um (laughs) carry on so and uh let's get let's get to the the most acclaimed section the only the only segment of this podcast ever requested by name are we ready for it i'm ready for it
1: this one's the segment it's our very best segment it's by uh you know the one so the dr james bearfield troll corner it's presented by Cheerwine, the wine that gives diabetes tmtm TM, 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 TM. the very first question if you had to replace uga with a different breed of dog which would you pick and why
0: aga aga
1: um yes i'm sorry yeah i'm reading it yeah it is
0: aga um hmm God, I can't. My answer is blasphemous because I'm very into the blue tick corn, the blue tick coonhound. Uh, but mm. I, here's the real answer. Here's, here's what I would do. I would replace it with like the most mean, indestructible nut in the world or mutt in the world. <laughs> like just some like, <laughs> <I don't>, like <laughs> just the if meanest you had, nut the meanest nut (laughs) you guys ever have an indestructible nut i mean any fuckable llama has had an indestructible (laughs) nut let me tell you that much that that i can assure you um can we make it a pug i want it to be a pug i just want it to be some mutt that's going to live for like 35 years and kill like three humans and never tell anyone (laughs) about it like i want to go to the pound and i want i want Uga to be you go to the pound and you say what is the dog that no one will adopt because he looks like he's committed tax fraud, you know, and then <laughs> he or she it doesn't have to be gendered, and then you get yep. that dog, and then Ugga would last like thirty five years apiece, and mm-hmm. you know when it wasn't the games, Ugga wouldn't live with the family. you would just see like Ugga on the street selling you know selling like dime bags or like nah he's I'm thinking of a dog that would be like maybe a little too like ratchet for that, like Ugga on the street selling like um illegal reptiles that haven't gone through customs and like really good Thai fireworks that like, you know, are like technically explosives in the United States and like moonshine and stuff. That's, that's, that's my Ugga. That's, that's my, hashtag, UGA. that's
1: my UGA. Not my aga. Uh, <laughs> what are y'all's favorite Olympic events and why is it women's water polo?
0: <gasps> I actually watched some, uh, women's water polo and I got to say water polo it was is pretty really fun. fun. Water polo is a lot of fun just to watch. I want, I, I want to know what your favorite event is. Yeah. I have a few events. I have a real answer,
1: and then I have like a, a. Well, I have a real answers. I have several real answers. I really love watching the um, the speed walking. Um, it's the wildest shit I've ever seen, um, and that sounds wild because it, it's super like. So these people do this like exactly what you think speed walking is. They do it for hours and hours and hours and miles and miles, like dozens and dozens of miles to the point of like, that's all their body can do anymore. And so when they need to slow down, like when they finish the race, they have to slow down gradually. And before their body stops, it goes into this like wild convulsion because it's so used to doing the same thing forever. Um, and if they even get nudged by somebody else, like then their body also goes into that same wild convulsion, um, and they just can't do it anymore (laughs) like it is the i watched it for hours a few years ago with my friend ryan and we were just totally enamored from start to finish
0: super weird summer olympics i'm really into the like really niche weird sports like uh Mm -hmm. the the kayaking and the like uh you know i like water polo i like skeet shooting and like air rifle you know that kind of stuff is fun uh, I think my all-time favorite sport, uh, if you go summer or winter, is biathlon. Mm-hmm. Because summer biathlon is cross-country, or winter biathlon or just biathlon is cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. But it's one of those things where you have to like time your ski such that when you get to the rifle range that you are not shaking so much from like your like you know uptake cycle that you can't mm-hmm. shoot because if you miss a shot, it adds time to your skiing. And also, it came from a, a Scandinavian tradition, and this is true, a Scandinavian tradition of, of um, skiing and hunting that came from the, god, the Norse god Ullr, because the Scandinavian um, like Norse mythology has a god for hunting and skiing. ULLR, if you want a very good Wikipedia deep dive, hmm. is the Norse god of hunting and skiing. And the biathlon is ultimately a celebration of his followers, which is so heavy metal, I don't even know... <laughs> like it's like in terms of like post-apocalyptic skill like you want a biathlete on your team right because that dude mm-hmm. or woman that person can just like do cardio is. for like six hours and then kill a bear yeah like it's that's insane. what you want yeah i have a friend that does decathlons
1: and she is like the most built human i've ever seen oh yeah it's wild. yeah yeah um absolutely also, shout out to the the women's uh, what was it? I think it's the women's handball team from Norway, who um, they got fined for wearing the wrong shorts. Yeah, yeah. And they were like good for we're them. going to wear these because we're comfortable,
0: and you're yeah, like yeah, good for themselves. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, wear your boy shorts, like fuck. Good shoes. for her. Also, yeah. I mean, come on, bicycle shorts are just such a powerful look from anyone. Like how, mm-hmm. how 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 could that possibly be negative? Yeah. Which Olympic event
1: would you be the best at? And which would you be the worst at, Nathan?
0: I mean, the boring answer is that I would probably have the best chance at shooting sports. Sure. Um, I have. Can I guess the one you'd be some... the worst at? Yeah, hit me.
1: Um, skateboarding.
0: Ooh, I was gonna say ice skating. Ooh, uh, that was my second one actually. So <laughs> I, I've, I, I have <laughs> stayed up on a skateboard before. Ice, uh-huh. ice skating like. Like they would both end in disaster, but I think skateboarding would at would last fifteen to twenty seconds before the disaster. Ice skating uh-huh. would not look like ice skating; it would just be like Nathan on his backing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Nathan, Nathan falls down several times. I think I would probably give up way faster on ice skating <laughs> than I would on. See,
1: though, like you went straight for the thing that was like, like uh, obviously, I'm very big and strong. Um, yeah, like it makes sense that you would do rugby or, you know, um, like the, the track things, but I also think, you know, using your size, uh, you would do really well at the luge or the skeleton, which is just face down luge, which sounds terrifying. Um, so I don't know. There's a, there's a few in there that I could see you doing as well.
0: I could see that the girl that I had my first huge crush on at camp glisten, the Christian, Mm -hmm. uh, Methodist camp that I went Uh, to over the summer. Yeah, the girl I had my huge crush on at Camp Glisson, who I don't think we even ever kissed, but we have since caught up on Facebook and such, was a mm-hmm. was on the Olympic, um, I believe, skeleton team for a while, and mm-hmm. she is a terrifying human. Yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I think I could probably do some of those like lay in place and just be willing to die. Sports, you know? <laughs> there's way more. To, there's way more. To, let me rephrase. There's way more to it than that. When if you're a professional skeleton or a loser, but if you're me. It's all about laying there and being willing to die. Mm-hmm. Or we can put you on a
1: trampoline, you know, which is also a sport.
0: <laughs> okay, I just want to say that I feel like this started out as a question about what sports would be good at and not, and then it, now it's just like let's interject its mind palace as he puts Nathan in a bunch of the Olympic sports. All right, what would you, want you to be good see at?
1: Nathan do sports? What um, would you be good I don't at? No. Uh I mean I'm good at skating. So maybe roller skating, uh like speed skating. That cause that is always really interested me. Um Do they have do they have they like, like non winter skating? Oh yeah, they have American um sport? speed skating, which they're like really big wheels. Um they look like inlines, but they're really, really big wheels. Um they do really? different sprints and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, um, yeah, that's things that's I'd, good. I'd be really bad at like swimming. I'm just not a good swimmer. <laughs> not, not a really? strong swimmer. Huh. Yep. Marathon swimming, you. not so much. I, I also you, did, it just kind of stresses me out.
0: If you enjoy Nathan's Mind Palace, keep in mind that I did do a very, very, very competitive marching band for mm-hmm. like a long, for four years. And in that marching band did a lot of plies and point exercises and ballet turns and crossovers. And like, I am actually for my size, very light on my feet. So if you just want to imagine me sort of like gliding around um, I learned a lot of like body work and like, s- like step ball change. No, I didn't do drum core. I just was in like a BOA level comp- uh, competitive band in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Final right.
1: question Which UGA player are you guys going to pay for an interview first?
0: <sighs> we, can, we, can go, we can go straight to the top, man. It's either Hot Pod or, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely either Hot Pod or Jordan Davis, right? Mhm. I mean easily. Like, yeah. The the answer if we wanted to be popular is JT Daniels, but it's very mm-hmm. clear at this point that if popularity were the goal, we wouldn't be doing this the way we do. Um but mm-hmm. I think I think the real niche answer, you know who I would love to interview? Actually this is I'm I'm being sincere, but this is some dumb CBC bullshit. The the person I would love to I would love to interview would be like either a long snapper or a holder. Oh, easily. Yeah. Wouldn't that be What's cool? That like? Yeah. yeah. Like talking about mind games and like I think specialists are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they do one thing or, really, really yeah. well. Or someone who like was on the team maybe as a walk on and was just like a gunner. Like uh-huh. you know Ryan Ryan Rankin a few years ago was a guy, was a guy who was like just constantly getting down the field on kickoffs and punts. You know, I'm just talking about like what is that like? What's that like? What's your dad like? What's your dad? Does Tell your dad beekeep? That's pretty cute. I want to fuck your dad? dad. What's your dad's hands um, like? Why you got, you got such a hands thing. First, you put me on trampolines, <laughs> point on my hands, you
1: know, well, our, our whole brand here is, is Justin poke Nathan. Why, why Justin poke Nathan? Cause people listen poke Nathan, poke <laughs> Nathan. Good.
0: There is an element of like CBC is like the digital version of like the North Georgia mountains where some, like some hillbilly has like uh you know, gotten a bear addicted to moonshine and they like wrestle, <laughs> you know, on the back. side of the road or whatever. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. Can I have some more? Can't, watch <laughs> me wrestle a bear. <laughs> and like, Justin is just yet? like, yeah, Justin is just like some dude in like a, po- a white snake, uh, a cut off white snake tank top and like, like just like really long Joe Dewitt hair being like, I'll wrestle this bear for you. God. I love this version of
1: me so much. It's so cooler, yeah. way cooler than real me. <laughs> <laughs> Your liver is just like made of metal. It's made of scrap iron. Mm-hmm. That's how you just... <laughs> it's modular. I can actually take it out and put it back in whenever I need.
0: Yeah, you're like, uh, like Iron Man 2 where he's like taking the stuff out of his chest and it's all smoking mm-hmm. with all the moonshine that you've just absorbed. <laughs> it gets um, all the good, none of the bad. Wow. All right. Good luck editing this. If this is the last episode of this podcast you have to edit, like what a way to go out. Right? I mean, I'm going to keep it all in. Hell yeah. Fuckable llamas, y'all. Fuckable <laughs> llamas. Hey, all at right, least you don't out. have to worry. I was worried that you were going to have to worry with the nut tit tit titly stuff about whether or not to make it explicit, and I can, i am very confident that you're going to have to make it explicit. So, Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right. This has been Chapel Bell Curve. We are a Stats Focus podcast about UJ football. If you like what you heard here today, you can follow us on social media uh, at Chapel Bell Curve. We're the only ones stupid enough to have that name, uh, other mm-hmm. than the Canadian Broadcasting Company. And... If you really like what you heard today, you can hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash chapel bell curve. Uh, every Patreon membership, starting at one dollar, and we are going to try to add some new tiers so people can pay us more money at some point. Uh, Every on Patreon, yeah, it would be every Patreon membership, uh, gets you at least access to the Discord, which is a great, great trolley thirsty horny group of people so who who are so willing to spend their days talking to you about stupid stuff, which, you know, that's all we really want in life, right? So uh, we can't get you a relationship, but we can give you a discord. So check us out there. Uh, we will catch you in the classic city or parts unknown soon. Uh, <laughs> North, Georgia s- <laughs> North Georgia, wrestling a bear. North Georgia, wrestling a bear. Maybe at, uh, if, I, if, I, if I dare be so bold, at the Olympic trampoline gymnastics tryouts. Uh, but until then... <laughs> Go, Go Ducks! Ducks.